Bobby Bones post show pre show. We just finished the show. If you're new to this podcast, what we do now is just ramble until you get to hear today's radio show. I'll start with this. Dexter has been revived at Showtime for yes. one season. I love oh. Dexter. I love how Dexter ended. Some people hated it. I'm not going to run it, but I love Dexter. And so Michael C. Hall will return as the avenging serial killer eight years after the last show aired. If you're looking for a show to watch and it takes a long time, like you want to really get invested, I think there are eight seasons, maybe seven, but it's a great show. And of course, some seasons are better than others. That's anything that goes three or four seasons. Some people are like, you know where it really started sucking was this Well, <laughs> it goes up and down. If you're on that long and you're that successful, some are going to be better than others. A friend reached out about The Office the other day. He said, hey, I'm on the last season of The Office. It's a struggle. Because Michael Scott left. They bring in new characters. It's not as good as season. What season is that? Eight. Eight. Nine. Oh, okay. Wow, and how many seasons nine. are there total? Nine total. Okay. And so he's like, I'm on season nine of The Office. And I said, yeah, it's a struggle because some of the new characters, and obviously they've been on a long time. I said, but the end of it wraps it all up in a bow and you're going to love it. Just watch it. Now I can watch every episode. No problem. I've just seen it so many times. Still watch it when I go to bed. But it's off Netflix as of December 31st. Mm -hmm. It goes over to the cock. Oh, the peacock. The peacock, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Peacock. They don't call, what? what? <laughs> I don't think I they call, they it, call it the cock. But, <laughs> but if you want to start, that's fine. <laughs> no, I thought that's what we call it. No. We just toss out a nickname and see if it stuck. <laughs> Guess it didn't stick? Nope. Not good? We can make it stick. Are people, are you allowed to talk about your son by using his name anymore? Yeah, since, I mean, since, we, can, we can talk about it. He just told me. He gave me the heads up that we can now use his name again. Oh, you're back. He, yeah, he, we're back. He got recognized at the grocery store. And the guy that worked there was so nice to him. In fact, Stevenson even described him as the kindest man in the world. And I think he just thought it was really cool meeting a listener. And the listener said, because Stevenson said, how do you know who I am? My name. He's like, I listen to the Bobby Bone Show. You're Stevenson. So then uh, something he brought up again. He's like, remember when I told you how you couldn't use my name? Well, I'm okay with it now. Oh, again, nice. I said, okay, well, we've been trying to respect your wishes and calling you my son. But if you're fine with it now, it'll be much easier to use your name. <laughs> so he said, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. The, the guy recognized you guys with masks on? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he, he recognized Stevenson first, which... That's crazy. Yeah. I mean... From his eyes. Yeah, his eyes. I, I oh. guess maybe... I can't... I'm trying to think if he had on his was he, was Superman it that, was costume. Was he talking his accent? Because he still has a Haitian accent. No, he was pushing the cart. He loves to push the cart. But maybe he saw him with two white parents... Kind of a dead giveaway yeah. at times. Yeah. You got a new request for a podcast endorsement, BYOB? Well, there are these sheets, and I thought that their advertising was right up your alley because BYOB normally stands for, you know, bring your own beer or bring your own Bible, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But I had never heard <laughs> of BYOB when it's bring your own bedding. And I just like, when I went to their website, and I was like, oh man, this is right up. Bobby's alley. I bet, especially with coronavirus, I wouldn't be surprised if you start traveling with your own bedding everywhere you go. Well, I used to travel with my own bedding everywhere I went. Then I, I would do TV stuff, and they would put me in nice hotels, and they would change out their stuff every day. And I'd request it because I'm a germaphobe. So it just depends on the kind of hotel I'm going into now. Yeah. Like when we're taping our Nat Geo show, we're usually staying at whatever's the closest. It can be pretty nice or, or kind of dumpy, and we're all good with that because we're just in really small parts of, of very... Um, unknown places. Mm. Um, and then I'll take some sheets. But 
even now I feel like people are cleaning their stuff really wonderfully because everybody's scared of getting corona. So, yeah, that's interesting, though. All right. That's all I got for today. We're going to get to today's show. That's pretty good. Um, anything you'd like to say, Amy? You have a new episode of Four Things Up? Yep, with Matthew West, which if you're familiar with him, you already know he's awesome as a Christian singer-songwriter person. But even if you've never heard of him or you're not into Christian music or whatever, it's such it's an inspiring episode. Like, he's an amazing storyteller. He has a lot of wisdom. All right, there you go. Back. Uh, well, we're going to play the show. All right, bye, okay, guys. Okay, bye. <laughs> Coming up in just a little bit, we'll talk to Tanya Tucker all day long. I'll be talking to my friends here in the studio. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. This is a voicemail we got last night. Here you go. Hey, guys. So I actually have an interview next week for a job, and it's supposed to last all day. I have six interviews, and I have to do a presentation about myself, and I'm so, so nervous. So could you all just help me a little bit and tell me what to do to get over the nerves and how to perform my best in this interview? Thanks. Love the show. This will go for public speaking or an interview or anything that you don't normally do that you have to do that is a bit uncomfortable, okay? You're not going to get over the nerves unless you take like a Xanax and then you might be a little fluffy in another part of your life. I, I wouldn't recommend that. What I would say to you is that you just have to accept you're going to be nervous and not be upset at yourself for being nervous because it's a lot easier to perform how you want to perform if your expectation is, oh, I'm going to get nervous. If your expectation isn't that, you're like, I'm going to fight it. When it happens to you, you will react in a negative way. So not the advice you want to hear because it's not going to cure your problem, but it's at least going to make it acceptable to you to have it and go, well, I'm going to get nervous. And while I'm nervous, I will do this. So that's my first recommendation. Secondly, the little trick that I try to do is I try to imagine if I'm nervous, sending all the nerves to one spot in my body. Because sometimes if it's a big performance for me, if I have to go on stage and, you know, do stand up and it's taped or, you know, I did the, um, Reba was given the, um, the real fancy award and I had to go, yeah, in DC and I had to go out and do. 10 minutes of stand-up in front of Supreme Court justices, Reba McIntyre, all these. It was the, yeah, it was the most pressure that I've ever felt, period, in performing because it wasn't about me. And what I did is went, well, here I am at the Kennedy Center Honors. In the Kennedy Center. I shouldn't be here. I had a crazy imposter syndrome, but I was asked to do it. So I said, okay, well, here we go. I'm extremely nervous. What do I do? One, it's okay to be nervous. I'm supposed to be nervous. You're supposed to be nervous in big situations in your life. Good or bad, you're supposed to be nervous. Secondly, how do I temper this a little bit? And so what I did is I just imagined taking all the nerves and balling it up inside of my shoulder and then I just pushed it out of my hand. Is it stupid? Yeah. Did it work a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. It also gave me something to focus on other than me being nervous. That's my recommendation to you and to anybody out there who's going through something. One, it's okay to be nervous. You should be. Be excited that you're nervous because... Rarely in life do you get to be nervous about awesome things. You have a chance to get a great job here. Look at you. Congratulations. You get to be nervous. How about that? And then secondly, you have to find a way to focus on it that it doesn't just overtake you completely. So that's my advice to you. Appreciate the call. I think a lot of people can use that advice. I could have used it five or six years ago. 
Yeah, I would just say too, picture yourself doing an amazing job. I channel some of my nervous energy, and I've heard Bobby say tons of times, and I I hear him in my head say, yes, get it. be thankful that you're nervous about something because that means it's important. And so if you want to do well, picture yourself doing well and channel some of those nerves into positive energy of you killing it and doing the best that you can do, and that'll be better than if you're freaking out and thinking you're going to mess up. You're not going to mess up and have that be your vision. Good luck. You didn't leave a name here, but we're rooting for you. I hope you do fantastic at that. All right. Uh, how's your day? You good so far? Yeah. Yeah. Doing great. Got a pretty good show today. Uh, Tanya Tucker again coming up in a little bit. Eddie's foster kid took something to school. He should have taken to school. Uh-oh. We'll hear about yeah. We'll hear about that on the way. Could have got him suspended. Oh, fine. It was meth. What? Oh, my oh, gosh. What? It wasn't. It's not. It wasn't. <laughs> but that's what everybody's thinking in their head. Okay. So oh, I just wanted to let everybody know what's Yeah, because Eddie that. has that laying around. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? You know, like Lunchbox says, you never know who you're sleeping next to or okay. is in the same studio yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Tanya Tucker. Hey, Tanya. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks. Yep. Appreciate you calling, talking with us. Tanya's put out a new record. It's live from the Troubadour, which is out... At midnight tonight, so you guys can hop on it tonight. But tomorrow, you know, new music comes out on Friday. I just wanted to roll through a couple of these tracks real quick before I talk to you about it. Uh, the final track is Delta Dawn. This is the big one from back when Tanya first started. Here you go. So do you close all of your shows with this song, Tanya? I do. I have for years, and uh, yeah, I, that's that's the one I I end everything with. Are people standing up and singing every word of this song? <laughs> well, <laughs> in most cases, that's very true. Um, you know, and we let them come down to the front of the stage if they want to uh, get a little closer. I like to get a little closer to them, and and uh, I I mean I just read people's faces. Uh, and while they're singing this song, and it, it's a, it's always a, a a great experience for me. You were 13 years old when Delta Dawn. You were 13 yes. years old when Delta Dawn became a hit. What what is it like as a 13 year old having a number one song? You know, a lot of hard work, <laughs> a lot of of, of uh, back kitchens, uh, back doors. Um, it was anything but glamorous. Uh, if anything, it's 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 much uh, it's it's much uh, more compelling for me now than it was then, because back then I was it was I was struggling, you know, trying to to uh, do all kinds of shows and and trying all kinds of musicians and I, in fact I didn't even have a band until uh, I was about you know, about sixteen I guess, so I had to work with uh, house musicians and that wasn't that wasn't pleasant a lot of times, but the song has got me through so much uh, up and down and. In and out, and I tell you what, it's it's always there for me, and uh, people are always there to hear it. Track six on this live from the Troubadour is a really cool medley of uh, Bruce Springsteen, "I'm on Fire," into "Ring of Fire," Johnny Cash. I'm going to play a little bit of this. That is such a cool song. How'd you guys settle on that medley, Tanya? Gosh, you know, I've been asked that, and I I keep trying to figure out what the answer is. I think it was just one one time during rehearsal. uh, I just kind of put put them together. I mean, there's both songs about fire, 
And I think there was one other song I was going to add to it. I think it was what, the Pointer Sisters. Remember that song, Fire, I'm riding in his car. Remember that one? Yeah. I'm on fire. I thought, well, that's another song about fire. So I think that's really what made me do it. But uh, I, I like to kind of go off the grid sometimes. Um, you know, we, uh, I always do my songs. So sometimes it's, it gives me a little breather to kind of go and do someone else's songs, especially one, ones that I really, really, uh, uh, you know, revere and, and people that I've really loved. Uh, some friends, some I've never met, but of course Johnny Cash I, I knew and Gene Carter. So it's kind of neat. And I, I like to also do the things that are a little unexpected. And I don't think that you would expect me, uh, you wouldn't expect to hear me sing this song, uh, Ring of Fire, uh, or I'm on Fire. Uh, but um, I, I can only hope that uh, Springsteen hears that I've never met him. I uh, would love to do so someday, but uh, my son loves him, and uh, um, he really loves that song. So I think it probably started out with him, my son Grayson. But uh, I, I sure would love to hear from old Bruce and see what he thinks about it. We'll put a call out. Right, let's put a call out yeah. to Bruce and see if we can All we right. can let him know. All right? Um, I saw yeah, Tanya. Call Johnny, too. <laughs> well, I can't get a hold of Johnny, but I can try Bruce. Um, here, I saw that your English Bulldog, Stella, I saw on Instagram. I also have an English Bulldog. My question is, how much have you spent on vet bills? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, it's not really funny, but it is funny. I said, thank you, Dennis Quaid. You know, he gave her to me um, when she was just a baby. Um but uh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still listening. I'm, I'm <laughs> totally ready for what you're about to say because I'm sure I've experienced it too. Okay. Okay, I guess I was getting a call, so they'll, they're just going to have to wait. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, he gave it to me when uh, she was about four or five months old. And he actually gave me two. Uh, one, he right away he named Loretta Lynn because it was her birthday, and she's a rare blue. But I couldn't keep her because they fought so bad. Uh, but I kept Stella. And she has just been wonderful. But let me tell you, she is definitely a rich man's dog. You know, and you know what I mean. I mean, I, I call her the $20,000 dog. Yeah. Because, you know, she's had operations on her eyes or her, her uh, throat. Um, but, you know, they have such small tracheas. And uh, she just had her second eye operation. And now she's going to have to have uh, uh, a little facelift because she's got some really bad wrinkles. <laughs> So I figured me and her could get two for one, maybe. <laughs> she is the love of my life. She really is. And some wonderful artist just painted, a, 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 did a show in Kentucky a couple of Fridays ago. And, and a, a wonderful guy, I think his name was Mike Johnson. He sent up a beautiful painting of, of Stella. So I've got it up on my wall now. But they are great dogs. What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Stanley. And he was given to me, and I was told, hey, he's sick when, when I give him to you. And I was like, listen, I'll take a dog. I love a dog. I'll, I'll nurse him back. But then I realized sick means for a bulldog, he's had nine surgeries at this point. Oh, yeah. See, well, we've got to get our, our, our dogs together. That would be great to have a little play date. You know, and... and see, what, color, what, what color is yours? Brown and white. Kind of like Stella? Yeah. And bulldogs are... They, they, uh, my dog bullies every other dog, like runs into them. So I think that would be good if they kind of met their match, you know? Oh, absolutely. And is your snore because, oh boy, Stella is a snorer bad. 
Yeah. Uh, we, we, run, we run Greg out of bed a lot of times. Me and her both will be snoring so bad. He can't sleep in the same bed. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he, uh, I mean, it's just the way it is. <laughs> right now, Tanya Tucker. I so much, though. Right now, Tanya Tucker's on the phone with us. She has a new record that's coming out at midnight tonight, tomorrow. Be sure to check it out live from the Troubadour. Do you have your Grammys yet? Have they mailed them to you? I finally got them the other day. And I have them in here uh, right beside my piano. And I'm very proud of them. That's pretty cool. Whenever you saw that you were the most nominated country artist, how'd you feel? Well, I mean, uh, I felt like I was dreaming, really. Uh, it is, it's... It's just hard to imagine, and then for 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 the one the one that we were up for that was was really blew my mind was uh, song of the year all genres. So to me, wow, just to be in the top five songs of all genres was you know wow, just amazed me. But uh, winning song of the year was just an album of the year. Wow. I, I, I just want this year to last and last and last because it seems like it's going by so quickly. And I really want to enjoy it more, you know? Yeah, here's a clip of that. Here's Bring My Flowers Now. This is from the live record. Bring my flowers now while I'm living. I won't need your love when I'm Tanya, it's really nice to talk to you. I appreciate the time. I hope so many people listen to this live record and then they'll come see you live once we're able to go to shows again. Well, I'm such a fan of your show and I think you have a beautiful voice. I love talking to you. And uh, um, I just, I'm, 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 I'm such a, a, a fan of yours. And I want to congratulate you too um, uh, on your proposal for Caitlin. Oh, thank you very so, much. I, I I said I would I, I said I, I I always tell my friends when they're going to get married I said well I'll sing, I'll sing the song at the wedding right and I'm saying another one bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there she is, Tanya Tucker, everybody. All right, Tanya, have a great day. Talk to you soon, hopefully. Okay, love you, bye. All right, bye bye. Eddie, so what happened with your foster kid? Yeah, he took a gun to school. What? What kind of oh, gun? A water gun. Oh my god. Oh. He took a water gun, and when I picked him up from school, the teacher goes, oh, we found something in his bag that he shouldn't have had. What did you think it was immediately? Oh, I don't know. My mind's like, well, what could be in his bag? You know, he's, he's what, five, six years old? You know, what could be in his bag? And they're like, we found a, a water gun in there. And we just told him it's not a big deal, but we told him... You just can't be bringing that to school. <laughs> so I turn around, look at him like, you had a water gun? He goes, I don't know how I got it in my bag. <laughs> so, so we traced it back. It's when we took a trip, you know, like uh, a few weeks ago or whatever, and we pa- we let them pack their backpacks with toys, and he left a water gun in there. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Just- he didn't take it out and start squirting people with no, it. No, no. He was taking a, a book out, and it just fell out. But but it reminded me too because you know anytime stuff like that happens I kind of tell a little story like you know that happened to me when I was a kid what uh, I took a bullet to school didn't mean to again we were on a hunting trip the weekend before and I had a bunch of bullets in my bag and it fell out of my bag and at the end of the school day somebody was like Miss we found the bullet and then the teacher was like a bullet I'm like yeah and I was like oh gosh that's mine for sure it's a rifle bullet like a real real bullet. And I had to claim it, went to the principal's office and everything. And he was just like, wow, really? I'm like, yes, it's not a big deal. You just got to check your bag. You know, don't take stuff like that. But it was a lesson. It was fine. And no one got in huge trouble. I think times and locations affect situations. 
whenever I was in high school, obviously you're talking about the late 90s, we would have shotguns in our back window. In the window. The gun, yeah. yeah. And you'd have bullets in your backpack pocket. But it, I'm from a rural town in Arkansas, and hunting wasn't something that was sensationalized. It was like bullets and guns. It was just a tool. And so it wasn't a deal. Yeah. You didn't bring a pistol. You didn't bring a sort of handgun. No, it was just bullets, and one of them fell out. And it, I mean, it's it's a six millimeter bullet, man. Like, so it looked like, I mean, I think today if they found that, the whole school would get shut down. Caitlin had a school shooting in Oklahoma at her school when she was a kid. So much of this, wow. she had to get out of school and her mom had a teacher for a year. So wow. people got shot. Yeah. People got shot. Guy came in shooting. Yeah. And I think Whoa. that's why this is such a big deal. Even the teacher, she's like, it's not a big deal. Right. But, but we, have, we have to tell you and anyone else, like, they just can't bring that to school, even if it looks fake. And in some schools, they're so, this is the rule. Don't break it. They suspend the kid immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if they're like, we hate to have gun. to do this, yeah. but the yeah. rule says this. You knew the rule before you came in, and now we have to enforce the rule. Yeah. And although it seems very extra, you go, well, it was the rule, and everybody knew the rule, and at least they stated it ahead of time. Yeah. So luckily that wasn't the case. With no, him. it was not the case. So. Luckily, you're right. Did he learn anything from it? Yeah. He learned. Check his bag before he goes to school. Make sure there's nothing inappropriate in there. Do you have any school shooting at your school? No. Lunchbox, did you? Uh, no. One time there was a guy showing off a gun in English class, and he shot the girl through the leg. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a shooting, but he was just wow. showing off. And he literally he ran out of the building, stole two cars because he freaked out. Like, he was like, I got to go. And he got arrested. And then another guy showed me. Like, we were in line at the cafeteria, and he touched me. And showed, I was like, look at this. He had a gun in his backpack. And I was like, cool, Sean. Cool. Gotta go. <laughs> Whatever happened to old Sean? Doesn't seem like guys making a lot of great decisions. Uh, well, Eddie, glad to hear that everything is fine. Yeah, thank you. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Low Cash dropped a song with the Gronkowski brothers. It's called Cloud of Dust. Diane revealed that she and her husband Grant are expecting a baby boy. You can see her full statement on the news at bobbybones.com. The Billboard Music Awards aired last night. Garth Brooks was honored with the Icon Award. Luke Combs won Top Country Artist. And Dan and Shay with Justin Bieber took home Top Country Song with 10,000 Hours. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. An 80-year-old man in Modesto, California is driving down the highway when all of a sudden, boom, the car in front of him crashes off the highway into a canal. Driver stuck. 80-year-old pulls over, jumps in the canal, saves the driver. Wow. I know you thought the 80-year-old was going to be the one that crashed in the canal. I did. You but had the 80-year-old man, <laughs> he's the hero. And it's like the sixth sense. I was twisted. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Japan. A man was at a video game arcade and he was like, ooh, I think I'm going to try to win a stuffed animal out of the claw game. He tried once, failed. Twice, failed. Tried 200 times in a row and didn't win a single (laughs) stuffed animal. So he called police and said the machine stole his money. Dang. (laughs) That's persistence. (laughs) 200 (laughs) times. I'm surprised he didn't get lucky at least once or get better at it. (laughs) You know, the claw thing sometimes isn't fair. 
Yeah. It doesn't close on then time. Then he called police. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. We usually play our game Elder versus Millennial at this time. Since Morgan number two won the championship last week, we are bringing back Amy versus Lunchbox. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So you're going to play to five, okay? Oh, okay. five. The champion will be five games. It's Amy answering three questions that guys would know the answer to and Lunchbox answering three questions that ladies know the answer to. Fresh score, zero to zero. Amy versus Lunchbox. Amy, you're up first. Here we go. The Lakers won the NBA championship on Sunday. What team did they beat? The Los Angeles Lakers won oh my the gosh. NBA championship. Oh my gosh. What? I should have paid more attention to this. All I cared about was the Lakers. All I cared <laughs> about was them and LeBron James and then the, you know, winning for Kobe and. Oh! The Lakers All I see is yellow and purple. Probably something like Miami. The Miami. Do I have to know their. Just is what, it the what, Miami Heat? What's your answer? Is it the Miami Heat? I just need the answer. Fine. Miami Heat. Correct. Oh, wow. Ridiculous. How did you do that? I don't even know. I mean, the way she talks herself to then she's like, the Miami. No, you play possum all the time, too. No, really. I wasn't. I don't know. I, that was I don't know. Is it the occipital protuberance? Well, yes, it is. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I, that wasn't. I was trying to picture them on the court, and then I knew that they were in, I don't know, maybe that's because where the bubble was, but I knew they were in Florida. Go ahead. Question number two. A hex wrench, also known as an Allen wrench, has how many sides? A hex wrench, also known as an Allen wrench, has how many sides? I feel like it's like hexagon. I was going to say five, but then it would be a pent wrench. Pentagon. Hectagon? Hex. I don't know. Six? Correct. Okay. <laughs> I really just Unbelievable. <laughs> She's walking down Not a maze blind, <laughs> running into walls, and all of a sudden she finds a shortcut okay. out. <laughs> all right, she go. pushes a trap door and ends up winning the race. <laughs> okay. Mr. Olympia is an annual contest that judges what activity? I mean, Mr. Olympia. Bo- uh, body? Mr. I feel like it was um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Olympia. Bodybuilding. Correct. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Wasn't he? Was he? Yes, yeah. yeah. I think I saw that in a documentary. I can't believe she got any of those. I know. <laughs> Much less all three of them. Lunchbox. Yeah. Another name <laughs> for a half bathroom, usually on the ground floor of a home, is called what? Now, these questions Amy would know, but Lunchbox uh, shouldn't. We'll see if he gets them all. It's called a half bathroom. Another name for a half bathroom, usually on the ground floor, is known as what? Well, I mean, I've, I mean, you put a vanity sink, so I'll call it a vanity. I have no idea. A vanity is incorrect. Amy? It's a powder bath. It's a Yeah. Powder bathroom or powder room would be better. Because your guests go in there to powder their nose. What is this, the 30s? No, it's still a thing because she brought that up at my house. She was like, you have a powder room? I was like, she said it on the show. Yeah. yeah and I was Bobby like, a powder room? Who, Who calls, calls it that? that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What type of dance is also a term used when sewing spotted patterns on fabric? Oh, that's the polka dance. Correct. Really? Yeah. I mean, you never watch until you think you can dance. 
Nope. Nope. <laughs> sure haven't. Neither have I. I don't watch dance shows, guys. <laughs> yeah, never. Reese Witherspoon played the role of a Harvard Law student in Legally Blonde. What was her character's name? Ooh, what is her name? It is L. 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 Woods. That's correct. There yeah. he goes. Lunchbox got two. However, oh, I didn't get powder room, so I lost. Amy has four, and there wow. she is. Our winner. They should do a 30 for 30 for that special name. And Amy just did. <laughs> the game of her life. At every instant, we thought she was done. And she fought back every time. Uh, Amy's up 1 0. Nice job, Amy. Just want to put this out there. You know, a lot of folks are getting texts on their phone. They go, hey, you have a package. Click here. We'll tell you where to get that package. And the reason that scammers are able to do this and make it work is because this really happens. Like sometimes I'll get a text from FedEx when we have a, pay, have a package. We weren't able to get to your house or we need a signature or we made a drop off. But now the Federal Trade Commission is going, hey, don't click on anything just to be safe. So a lot of people have been shopping online the past few months. Generally, that happens, but more so than ever because people aren't wanting to go to stores as much. So they're saying, hey, don't fall for any package delivery texts or emails that contain a link. The new scam tries to trick people into opening a text or email about the status of FedEx, post office or UPS delivery. They look like they're from the carriers about a package. Instead, they link to a survey that asks for a credit card number. FedEx says they will never send messages asking for money or personal information. UPS, USPS all say the same. The Federal Trade Commission says, if you get something from FedEx, contact FedEx directly through a phone number that you know to be true. Go through their website and go your own way to find it. But I'm telling you, I get real ones. And that's what's confusing about it. I got it right here. Jonathan, urgent Jonathan. alert. Jonathan. Boy, they're oh. guessing a name too, huh? Yeah, <laughs> urgent alert regarding the USPS delivery L54K5. Click here. Boom. I wonder why wow. they put a name, though. If That's I were crazy. smart, I would be like, hey, yes, sir. Yeah. Or not even put a name. Because there's just a good chance that that's not even your name. So just to pass that along to you guys, because I don't want anybody to get taken advantage of there. There was another story. There's an 11-year-old who's been charged in Louisiana after stealing a school bus. <laughs> Whoa, 11-year-old? And then engaging in a police chase. <gasps> Can you imagine? If you're just driving down the road and you look over and an 11-year-old's driving the bus beside you. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the biggest 11-year-old ever. How did their feet hit the pedal? An 11-year-old boy in Louisiana is facing multiple charges after stealing a school bus, taking it for a joyride. He's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They allege the preteen saw the bus at an early childhood education center, figured out how to turn it on, and began driving. Well, turning it on is not hard. Sure. You see enough TV shows and movies where you just turn the ignition. Video from the incident on Sunday shows a school bus being chased by several police vehicles. <laughs> Listen to this. The chase lasted about an hour. Oh, man. Before the bus crashed into a gas line and a tree in a woman's oh. front yard, causing severe damage to the bus. <sighs> Quote, thank goodness he was okay. okay. Libby Smith, owner of the property where he crashed. He was safe, but it was not your typical Sunday afternoon occurrence. There were no injuries reported. The boy's been charged with theft of a motor vehicle, aggravated flight, three counts of aggravated damage to property, and aggravated assault. Oh I'm looking at them arrest the boy. They just have him from the back. They don't have his face. Doesn't look bit like a big kid. Really? He looks like an 11-year-old. You got to think, is he having the most fun of his life ever while the cops are chasing him, or is he having the worst time and not knowing what to do? Because he's like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, I don't most know. Most fun. I'm just so glad everyone's okay. I mean, you look at 11, he's having a blast, right? He doesn't really know what the right. He doesn't know the consequences. Are. I'm sure looking at all the police surrounding him. The bus has crashed into a tree. He's in jeans and a black t-shirt. 
and they got him handcuffed. They're talking to him as he's standing up. Wow. The, to drive a school bus, you need to have a CDC license, right? Isn't that what that is? <laughs> yeah. So here's what's happening. I, I'm doing this show now. It should, it should come out next year on Nat Geo. And it's called Breaking Bobby Bones, where I take on challenges from other people. I learn about and tell their story. And they have stories similar to mine, backgrounds that weren't the best, or they've had a situation in their life that was extremely unfortunate and how they're able to continue persevering, succeeding. Some of them have jobs. Some of them have um, hobbies or passions that they do that are tough. And I try to do and sometimes compete in their passion. Oh, a CDL license. Thank you. A commercial driver's license. So one of the stories is this woman who is a truck driver. I don't want to give too much about it because we haven't taken the story yet. But they hit me last night. My producer did, my executive producer, Jeff. He goes, hey, we need you to get a CDL for you to do this episode. And I was like, wait, what? Because yeah, you need to know how to drive an 18-wheeler. He said, I can't make you do it. But everybody signed off on it. BBC, the company, Nat Geo, the, the network. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? He goes, well, it's two nights of four hours of learning. Oh. <laughs> back-to-back nights. So it's eight hours of school. And then it's a 75-question exam. Wow. Oh, he'll do good at that, though. But I don't want to do that. Oh, that's a lot of time. It's too full. It feels like driver's ed. Yeah, or it feels sure. like when I would go to class at night. But look at it this way. It could be great for the show. Also, you'll be equipped to drive a truck like that if you ever need to. It's true. Yeah. And when you guys go on the road, you'll be able to drive the bus. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm our driver. <laughs> hey, Bones, we're all a little sleepy. You mind taking the wheel? <laughs> yeah. You got this. My instinct is to do it because I, I never... Pardon the double negative. I never don't do something because of the amount of work. Mm-hmm. But I just, what if I fail? No, you won't fail. You, you don't, don't do but that. that's the thing. And if I do, you're going to be like, we weren't expecting that. Yo, how cool is it, though, to possess that license? You're going to be able to, like, really, if you have a buddy who has a semi, hey, man, can I drive real quick? Yeah. That's awesome. So I could steal that school bus. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. And be a little more legal than that kid. <laughs> All right. So I should, I should, I feel like I should do it. Yeah, for sure. But you guys are are weighing that I should do two hours of school. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I agree. Dang. I was kind of hoping you guys would push me the other way. <laughs> Let's go over to Lauren in Ohio. Hey, Lauren, how are you? I'm doing well, Bobby. Good morning. Good morning, studio. Morning. So I've been listening to y'all since you moved to the Big 98, since y'all moved to Nashville, because I used to live there. Um... And I always loved Simp and Joy and Tell Me Something Good. But Amy, I have always wanted to tell you how much of an inspiration you've been in my life. I began really dedicated listening when you were going through the adoption process with your children. And I've kept listening because I fell in love with all of your personalities. I start almost every single day with you guys. I love your soul, Amy. Um, you show it through your heart and just your words and the way that you um, are always there for Bobby. And you're just, you're really an inspiration. And I just want to thank you for sharing your light with us. And Bobby, thank you so very much for bringing her along for the ride because, um, I mean, I would have eventually found y'all, but Amy, you just, you blow me away. <laughs> I don't even know. That's like a super kind and thoughtful. And I'm so glad that you found the show and that you, like everyone has uh, been a part of your life. Like that's what we want to do every morning. So thank you for this call because I think that gives us purpose to come in every day. And furthermore, I wouldn't be here where I am without you. I, t- I tell you that all the time. But I wouldn't be here without you. That's true. Or but- anybody in this room. Everybody plays such an intricate role in in what this show has to offer. And yeah, that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm That's a really nice call. 
Well, Lauren, thank you. We really appreciate that, and we appreciate you listening, too. I hope you have an awesome day. Yeah, thank you. Well, I love you guys, and thank you so much. Keep your light shining, everybody. Lunchbox, shine to you. Hey, I'm shining. Shine bright. Like a diamond. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So this woman wanted to use her dog as a photo op opportunity to announce her engagement online. So she sat her dog down and she wanted to put the engagement ring on her dog's nose. So she put it on the nose, said sit, stay. Well, then the dog tossed it up like a treat, got it in his mouth and swallowed it. Wow. So... I hope they have that on tape. That's hilarious. They do. And the... Unfortunate. Yeah. Don't get it back through poop. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah, but and what hopefully a funny the dog's okay. Announcement. Yeah, and I was thinking... <laughs> that was a little different than the way you and Caitlin went about doing it, but this isn't how the guy proposed at all. This is just how she wanted to show social media that she had a ring and she was now engaged. So have you and Caitlin thought about doing any other... Y'all have had announcements all over and in every outlet and news... Place. We only posted one thing. Okay. We, and I, I told her, listen, we can do it now. We can do it in two weeks. Like, this is yours. You have ownership of this. We'll do it whenever. And she was like, well, let's just do it tonight. It was like nine o'clock. And I said, well, it's not going to get the most engagement on social media at nine o'clock. <laughs> be honest with you. And she said, I don't care about that. Let's just do it because people wanted to do like an exclusive announce. And I think we just wanted to own that, our own announcement. Yeah. So we did it, put it out. There's one Instagram post, but then people started doing stories based off the Instagram post. Yeah. So we didn't do any more than that one announcement. I came here and talked about it on the show, obviously, but that was it. So, you know, we're good. We have, we have a bunch of pictures. We're lucky that we, you know, have a friend who's a photographer and was there. And so we're good. I'm trying not to be the guy that posts annoying pictures all the time about it, though. Mm-hmm. I did one time. I may post one more and that's going to be it. I think it's totally fine. This is a huge time in your life. It's okay to post. Yeah. I like seeing all the pictures. Okay, so Care.com, Heads Up, is offering free childcare on Election Day. They're partnering with Armed Services YMCA to help get parents out to vote on November 3rd. So if that's something that might be an issue for you, hit up Care.com and see if they can help you out. And then also, too, just speaking of the voting, I saw that they had to put out an announcement for the mail-in ballots for people to not sanitize them or put them in the microwave to kill any coronavirus and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. The, the people that have to hear that and that will affect their decision-making they're, probably didn't need to vote in. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, yeah. yeah, maybe they're not even listening to us. And then lastly, Duckin' Donuts has a new spicy ghost pepper donut that's out today. They're selling it for Halloween and it sounds pretty awesome. It's like a strawberry icing on top with red sugar sprinkles but the sprinkles are the hot Spicy? part wow. yeah i thought eddie might be interesting i would try that i never thought of that you know, I would try that. You want to see how many you can eat? No. No, no, no. Let's oh, not play that game. Oh, wow. That's... Boy, that would get you in two ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's the spicy ghost pepper donut if you want to go check it out. Okay. Yep. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this New York nurse has added one more child to her family by adopting a special needs patient that she's been taking care of since he was born. Now he's nine years old, but he was born at 23 weeks premature. So she started caring for him back then. His mother unexpectedly passed away during this time. And so he was in a home. He had all these different things he needed tended to, but she decided, okay, I need to take him into my home and he's going to become a member of our family. So at nine years old, 
He's got a mom and dad and two sisters that are in college. And she said she just knew it's what she had to do. That is a fantastic story. Mm -hmm. That's somebody so selfless and loving. Oh, yeah. Kelly DeBeck. Kelly DeBeck, shout out. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It is time for the investigative corny, and we will ask us our morning corny. We have 90 seconds to figure it out. Team, are you ready? Ready. Ready. Here we go. The morning corny. Why is it a little risky to let your kids watch big band performances on TV? Why is it a little risky to let your kids watch big band performances on TV? Horns? All right, go. Horns, drums. What do you mean I get horns? I mean, I get horns. (laughs) Is that too bad? (laughs) Horny. Um, it makes them. I mean, I can't say that on the show. It wouldn't be that. That's it, corny after no, dark. There's no way that that could be the answer. That would be corny after dark. But I'm thinking big bands. They use horns. I'm making. Uh, what do? What's the question again? What's the question again? Why is it too risky to let your kids watch big band performances on TV? On TV, big band performances. I mean, I would go with a horn. Nothing runs. We can't go that way. We can't. It can't I mean, be it. The... Right. That's a little too risque yes. for this. <laughs> yeah. And then there's risky, and then there's TV. Yeah, what, is TV? what does TV. that have yeah. to do with anything? Screen. Um, I big mean, band. That's where they would watch it. Or they could watch it at a theater. Sure. Or a park. Okay. Okay. All right. So it has nothing to do with TV. I don't know. You just want to. I don't <laughs> want to say it. I don't want to say it. No, no I'm not even going to say it. Your mind is going that there. Yeah, but I just don't know where my goes there doesn't mean it's appropriate for this time of the morning. I just don't know. I know. What else. That's why I'm saying, like, yeah, you know what to say. Horned. I mean, I don't know anything about a big band. Uh, uh, let's like. Big orchestra, like uh, horns and. Brian Sets or Orchestra. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's. Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Yeah. Old Jazz. Time. Oh, oh we're man. out of time. Cherry yeah, <laughs> Pop and Daddy. I've heard of them before. You want to go with that one? <laughs> That's all we got. <laughs> I hope this is I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I, you know <laughs> what? I'm just going to set. We have no answer for this one. A good one. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> okay. Hit me with that, Ray. <laughs> the Morning Corny. Why is it too risky to let your kids watch big band performances on TV? Why? Too much sax and violins. <laughs> <laughs> Sax and violence. Where's the violence? Oh, violence. Sex and violence. Violence. Sex and violence. Sax and violence. That's a bit tough. That's funny. Yes. I mean, but that'd be tough for us to get. We almost got there a little bit. No, we wanted to go talk about the horns. (laughs) (laughs) We did not almost get there. Okay. That's a good joke. That's a tough one. Yesterday, we introduced you to Nico Jackson. <laughs> yeah, he's back today. Hello, guys. Who is a, a character Lunchbox created because we were just doing a bit to see if he could fool his dad. And he did. He called his dad. He's like, what did you say? You're with the el- voterregistration.org. And he answered all the questions. Answered the questions about the upcoming ballot and election in the United States of America. You sound just <laughs> like you, but like your mouth is being... Yeah, this is Nico Jackson, though. So he, he he called one of our bosses, like the program director of the radio station here. Uh, His name is Gator. And so what did you what did Nico Jackson talk to Gator about? Nico Jackson works for 247 Entertainment. We got this new artist we're trying to pitch. His name, I don't even remember the guy's name, but we and we had a clip of his song, and I just want to see if we can get in front of you and show off this new artist. <laughs> okay, did Gator fall for Nico Jackson, the record rep. Eddie, yes or no? Oh, I would say no. I, I feel like there's too much lunchbox in Nico Jackson. He's got to know. 
I mean, I didn't think Lunchbox's dad would fall for it, and he did. So I'm going to say, yeah, Gator does. I sound pretty convincing, don't I? I'm going to go no. <laughs> right? Because maybe he even heard the show. Oh, that's true. Oh, true. Maybe here he's is, already met Nico Jackson, is what you're maybe. saying? Maybe. <laughs> here is Lunchbox trying to fool Gator into thinking he's Nico Jackson. This is Gator. Uh, yeah, Gator, this is Nico Jackson from 247 Entertainment. And I'm trying to get a new artist played on WSIX. And I was wondering if you had a moment or how we get my new guy, Peter Jordan, in front of you. His name's Peter Jordan? Tell me about Peter. Let's hear uh, about him. Uh, you, we got a song, clip of his song here. It's called Always the Same. If you want to hear a little bit, I, we, we just want to, you know, we, we're trying to push this to radio right now. We'd like to get an iHeart Country World premiere. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's hear it. Always looking for new artists. And uh, yeah, I haven't heard of you guys. So yeah, play it for me. Howdy, 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 oh. Howdy, howdy, oh. Howdy, 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 He came walking in to where I was doing the call there at the end. Your Nico Jackson's gotten worse in just two yeah, days. He turns into lunchbox. Yeah, he's like, I'm Nico ja- Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you do it for about two seconds, and then you're back to your you're normal. Back to do you, you hear dude. it? This is Nico Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Nico Jackson didn't do his best job there, but he did fall for it for a second. I don't think he did. No, that's why he came into the room. I think the only second he fell for it was he's like, hello, this gator. <laughs> Nico okay, Jackson, so. I'll, I'll work on Nico. Incorrect. Lunchbox did not get that one right today. <laughs> all right, so these are all Disney songs just played on a guitar. See if we can name them. I'm going to play two. Write your answer down. Here we go. Number one. What do you need here? You need the the movie. The name of the song? Oh, okay. the movie. Cool. Okay. I think I got it. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm gonna go with Al- oh. Aladdin. What do you have? Frozen? Lunchbox? Cinderella. Eddie? Frozen. What is that song? Do you, you wanna need to build, build a snowman? snowman? Oh, I don't know this song. Did we get it? <laughs> do you wanna build a snowman? Nice, Amy. Thanks. Okay. Have you seen play. Frozen Bones? No. Yeah. I thought Let It Go was the only song I've in that. No, there's a lot of them. Oh. All right, next up, number two of five. That is you got Little this. Mermaid. I danced to that song and dance yeah. on the stars. A uh, part of your world, a whole new. It's Little yes, Mermaid. Part of your world. Part of your world. Little Mermaid. Uh, I got what a wonderful you, Cinderella. <laughs> it's a Little Mermaid. Up where they stay all day in the sun, wandering free. Wish I could be part of that world. What would I give? Yeah, here we go. If I could live. I don't know the name of the song, but I know the movie. What's the name of the movie? Oh, 
actually the opening scene in Up. Yeah. Oh. When they're running through the old man and his life and being married and her dying. Yeah. Amy? Coco. Lunchbox? You guys got it so quick, I put Coco. Eddie? I have Up. You do? Yeah. Dang. Good job. Right, that's the opening scene, right? Yes. All right, name this Disney movie on guitar. Here you go. I know it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Do you know it, Eddie? I think so. I have to catch you. I'm down one. I think I know it. I think I got it. Lunchbox, you have zero, by the way, in case you're wondering. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait till my kids are old. I'll start dominating this Disney stuff. Ah. Eddie, what do you have? I have Pocahontas. That's what I have. Um, All the colors, colors in the wind. Of the wind. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Good job. Amy? Pocahontas. Lunchbox? Moana. <laughs> Excuse me? Moana. I don't think that's a movie. It is. Moana is not a oh, movie. Moana. What, what, how do you pronounce it? Mo- Moana? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Moana is what I wrote. Moana. <laughs> All right, here we go. Last one. I know this one. Pretty. Name what do you have? All I hear is, you'll be in my heart. That's it. But I don't know. Phil Collins thinks it. Tarzan. Eddie, you have Tarzan? Yeah, I have Tarzan. Lunchbox? <laughs> I definitely have the boat scene in Coco. You're nice. Oh, that's a good scene. Eddie, you have nothing? No. Eddie, you win. I couldn't get the frozen yeah. one. Yeah. You went five for five. Well, hey, that's like, like Lunchbox said. When you have a bunch of kids, you're good at these games. There he is. Nice job, Eddie. Ooh, thank there you. There he is. Here are marriage tips from Tim McGraw. Expect fights. <laughs> <laughs> we everybody fights. We all fight. But I think that the commitment to this is what you want out of life and having that commitment, I want this to be my life and sticking with it and not giving up on it, I think is the biggest key. And certainly love and respect. You all know that. Ray, you get married next weekend. How's that make mm-hmm. you feel? I told you guys, man, I'm so excited. I've been, my feet have been warm as can be. I haven't thought twice about it. Do you guys fight hard when you fight? I don't know if we really fight. We m- maybe in the moment go back and forth for a second, but then we'll text or talk over the phone. We don't ever let it go more than like 10 seconds. Really? Yeah, just my family. We never grew up fighting or in person. It was always, you talk, you think about it, and then maybe you talk about it later. It usually just ends up working out. I don't get a huge, intense fight if that is ever necessary in a relationship. Maybe it is for some people. If Kaylin and I get into a disagreement, I like to just go away. Disagreement time? Say what I want to say, then I want to go away for a bit and just... Be alone, compose, think through a little more logically because when you're emotional, you're usually not logical. She is the opposite. She likes to sit down, talk about it all the way through, which is healthier, by the way. Me, I like to get in the car and leave or go play video games. Just be like, give me a second. But she's like, nope, we're going to talk all the way through it. Here's where it's And then by the end, it's usually okay, you know? She's much more of a communicator when it comes when, when we get into disagreements about things. Are you guys doing any sort of Premarital counseling, Ray? Nah, my parents wanted us to, but we elected not to. Uh, we felt that we were good to go. Okay, I think most people feel they're good to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. GTG. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amy, have, did you and your husband do any? 
We did, but I mean, we got married so fast. But we did do, we did squeeze in the counseling. We found time for that. I think it's important if you can. And then maybe if you don't do it pre, that you could still do it just to make sure that you're, like, you could do it early uh, marital counseling. Then you could do mid-marriage counseling. I think there's always a need for that. Mainly because we're always evolving. You can always work on yourself. So why not also try to work together? Work ne- on yourselves together. Next weekend, big wedding, Raymundo. Yeah! <laughs> you get to start wearing your wedding band that you bought that has all the diamonds in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to break that thing out. What's the wedding tradition you think is the dumbest one you ever heard of? So I this is new to me, but I didn't know. I, I had heard that you can't see the wedding dress, bride in the wedding dress before the wedding. But now apparently the entire day of the wedding, you're not allowed at all to see the your future bride. Yeah. It's bad Correct. luck or something like that. Some people will get together and do pictures. Yeah, we did. You did? Mm-hmm. What do you recommend to Ray? I think it's a personal preference. There really is no right or wrong. Uh, We chose to do it because of timing. Our wedding and our reception were at the same venue, the ceremony and the reception, and we had to flip it. And in order to keep everything going, we thought, let's just take our photos before the wedding. What are you guys doing? Well, that's called first look. We're not doing that. So we're not going to see each other until we're in that chapel together with you guys standing next to me. Yeah, that's cool. It's cool. I, I Maybe going back, I would do that. But we did make the first look special. It wasn't like we just walked in, okay, picture time. I mean, the photographer set it up and made it special like I was walking in down the aisle. But, yeah. Looking back. Looking back, like, I think looking maybe. Looking back. <laughs> that's what I thought. To do it would have been cool you? to wait and it be in front of everybody at the same time. But it doesn't matter either way. Are you stressed about the wedding? I know you're ready for the marriage. Are you stressed about the wedding? I'm not. Our pops, mom, they've all handled it very nicely. And Wh- staff. Where in the day does the wedding happen? Four in the afternoon. What time do we show up to play video games or whatever we're doing? Uh, that's been pushed back a little bit, so now it's one o'clock and you guys just come photo ready. Uh, so to play what, basketball? So no basketball? Yeah, what happened to basketball? If there is any basketball, maybe it's just everybody shoots a half-court shot. We, we just... The, we, apparent, okay, so here's we the We thought deal. we were doing field day. Yeah, I, I thought we were getting, and getting ready. You just, you, <laughs> apparently the showers aren't ready for a group of five guys, six guys to get all showered That together. was your selling point. We'd all shower together. Yes, that's what uh, you want. Now Bobby's looking forward to it. Yeah, I broke it to my wife that I was showering with the dudes. So, I mean, we can shoot some ball, you know, do some hooping. <laughs> not, in the, not in the suits, no But way. no sweating because there's no shower access. Okay, so now field day is off. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, trust me, I wanted it. I wanted it to be a go. Can we throw the pigskin around? Absolutely. But not in, the, not no, in our suits. No suit. way. That's not smart. Well, then that's canceled as well. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be really quick. It, most me- weddings, maybe they've drug on. This one, I think in and out in 45 minutes once it actually from start to finish. We would get there at one. What do we do till four? Yes, <laughs> three hours. So there's pictures. There's going to be a lot of shooting the bowl. But You've they, scheduled time for shooting, shooting the, the bull. bull? No, that's just sometimes how it is with the different photo shot because the brides have to do it, the groomsmen. About? That's what they told me. There was a schedule and it said groomsmen, 1 p.m., so there's your time. What? Okay, but what time do I need to put on my calendar for, sh- for the bull shoot? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Elijah Hale, he's a volunteer firefighter in Mount Pleasant, Pennsylvania, and he's just driving down the road, normal day, when he sees a house on fire. And he's like, I'm not on duty. I don't have gear, no one, no backup. So he runs to the house. He notices there's a 14-year-old girl stuck on the second floor. So he yells at her, say, hey, get something to break the window. She grabs a guitar, smashes the window. He runs around the house, finds a ladder, 
gets the girl out of there safely wow. all by himself. And you know what? As he called 911, they show up, EMS, firefighters, all that. And then he just disappears and they're like, no, 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 no. We know you, Elijah. Come back. That's cool. And he gets back and they're like, dude, you're a hero. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's cool. Good right? for him. That's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's my honor to bring on Leslie Rutledge, the Attorney General of Arkansas. Hello, Miss Rutledge. Well, hello, Bobby Bones. How are you this morning? I'm really good. I so appreciate you coming on because some people would consider this trivial. I do not. And when I talk about this story, I have genuine interest in this, in this guy's life. And so the story is for our listeners now. In Arkansas, in Russellville, from near where I'm from, there's a 19-year-old girl named Olivia Stone. She married an 89-year-old resident in the senior living center. He has dementia. He can't remember names or dates. She bragged on social media about their new relationship status. So we talked about it. We said, well, what about his family? He has no immediate family. So when you want to know the law, you get the biggest law in the land on, and that's Attorney General Rutledge here. So you've heard the story. What do you think about the situation? Is there anything that, that people can do about it? I'll tell you what, Bobby, this is, you know, if the facts are as they seem to be on on social media and as being reported, I mean, it's very disturbing. We've been in contact with the governor's office. We've been in contact with the Department of Human Services, Adult Protective Services, because when you have someone in their late 80s engaged, married to someone uh, 19 years old, it is a very disturbing set of facts. And particularly if the individual in their late 80s uh, is impaired. And that's what we look at when the law is to determine whether or not someone is endangered or impaired. And that's what Adult Protective Services looks at to determine whether or not uh, she is essentially taking advantage of this elderly gentleman, likely for financial gain. And that's what she kind of bragged about was like, hey, look what I got here. We actually reached out to her. She responded to us. Oh, we are coming on. No. Oh. We hit up her. We hit her up on Instagram because I wanted to give her a fair shot too. I don't think it was fair for me just coming on and saying, "Here's what I read," and and not give everyone a chance to come back. And she said, "I appreciate the offer, but I'm going to decline. I do not have to defend myself or my relationship." And you can tell him and everyone else that Lee has requested I do not make a statement. I'm not going to exploit my husband nor enable anyone else to do so. Wow. Thanks. So that's from her. So how does this make you feel, uh, Ms. Rutledge? Like, is there something that, that you see in this that makes you go, we should look into this a little farther? Well, absolutely. Anytime you have someone who's potentially being taken advantage of and, you know, endangered, you know, particularly for financial reasons. This is someone who perhaps has worked his entire life, uh, Lee has, and saved money. And now he's uh, been living in residential care to where he uh, met Olivia. And now he has found himself married to this young woman, which perhaps he might be happy. We don't know. Again, the facts will have to play themselves out, but what we don't want to happen is for people to be harmful and to hurt elderly folks. Both my grandmothers lived to be 94. They both ended up living in residential care facilities. Uh, That's one of the things that we do at the Attorney General's office to protect those who live in residential care facilities. And my grandmothers received excellent care. And whether it's this gentleman, Lee, or others, they should all have respectful care and not have someone take advantage of them. That's how this young woman, again, based on the facts that we've seen, met Lee is because she worked in a facility where he was living at the time. And that's how she met him and was able to uh, develop a relationship, shall we say. What if you go to Lee and you go, hey, Lee, you happy? He goes, hey, yeah, man, I'm happy. This is awesome. Then do you just go, you know what? We did what we can do. Well, that's where uh, Adult Protective Services through the Department of Human Services comes into play. And they 
uh, determine whether or not uh, you know, Lee was was impaired, particularly at the time. And, you know, it may take a court order to determine that whether or not he was impaired at the time he made these decisions uh, to marry this woman or, or to sign something over to this woman if that has, in fact, happened. And so it would take, you know, Adult Protective Services investigating these allegations and making an assessment to determine whether or not he's endangered or impaired. And then eventually a court making that decision because, uh, you know, this, this young woman very well could have the best of intentions or she could have the worst of intentions. And that's going to take the protective services and the courts to make that determination. And again, we have been made aware of it. We are working uh, governor's office, department of human services, others to not just protect Lee, but to protect all those who are in Lee's circumstances. I'm invested. I have a couple questions, by the way, Leslie Rutledge, the attorney general of Arkansas is on with us. What do they refer to you as when people meet you? Are they like, Hello, Miss Attorney General, or like Your Honor, or Your Majesty. What? How do people address you when they meet you? Well, I I tell people to just call me Leslie, but nice. uh, there's all sorts of formal names. Uh, there's Attorney General, there's General, there's AG. But again, I say just call me Leslie because that's that's my name. That's what I like to be called. I'm I'm very uh, laid back. I go out and visit with people all the time, and so. If, if I hear Leslie, I know exactly who they're talking to. Listen to this. In 2018, she became the first constitutional officer in the state's history to give birth while holding office. Wow. Ooh, that's that's cool. pretty amazing that's right awesome. there. So how what was that like? And, and how how great or not great was the state to you whenever you had a baby while you're working? Oh, well, it was incredible. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 44, so I had my daughter when I was 42. And my husband and I, I met later in life. Um, I was up for re-election 2018. I was chair of the Republican Attorneys General Association 2018. And then here I am pregnant. And you know how hot it is in Arkansas in the summer. So I give birth in July. But the state was so encouraging, so welcoming. And when I had that little girl, Bobby, and I saw her face for the first time, I knew exactly how much God loves us. And it has just been the most rewarding experience being a parent and loving her and watching her grow and develop and um, it's just—it's been an awesome, awesome, awesome two plus years. That's great. Well, let me say, I really am thankful that you called. I think you're just a, just a great person. And you—are you running for governor in two years? Is that true? It is true. So I announced in July uh, that I was running for governor in 2022. I, we are going to make Arkansas first, whether it's first in education, first in job growth, first in manufacturing, first in tax reform. That I am tired of Arkansas being 47th, 48th in too many categories. The only time I'm going to be happy with Arkansas being 47th is when I'm sworn in as the 47th governor of the state of Arkansas. Hey, love that attitude. Come nice. on. Wow. Love that. Ad- okay. Uh, thank you for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day. And hey. if anything changes with this, I'd love for you to come back on either way. Well, you bet, Bobby. And thank you for raising it and taking looking after folks, in particular our seniors who are in residential care facilities. I sure appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. All right. Thanks, General. Yeah, General. Bye, Leslie. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. AG. And Guys. before you hang up, I'm going to beat you if I run. Oh, shoot, you lost her? Oh, <laughs> you, you already hung up on You waited. Oh, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I thought she was still on. Yeah, I like the way you talk trash. No, no, no I thought she was still on the phone. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. I'm glad. For someone to come on this show, it's such a serious position. You got to go. That's pretty cool of them. Yeah. Let's go over and do the big story of the day. Bobby's Big Story. Luke Parker was on The Bachelorette. It's been a couple seasons ago, I guess. 
Lunchbox, do you know who Luke Parker is? I'm Googling right now. So E says that he has to pay $100,000 because he said some stuff too early, and now they're saying, okay, you broke your contract. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, I know who he is. You do? Wow. Yeah. What do you know him from, Amy? The Bachelorette. Yeah, just seeing him on TV. I know who he is. The so reality he- star violated the contract by speaking out without prior approval. According to E.T., the agreement was to be upheld from the moment the contract was signed until one year after the final episode. The outlet reported that Luke further breached the contract by speaking negatively about the show, so they're suing him for $100,000. He's got to pay $100,000. Oh, He was on Hannah Brown's season. Oh, yeah. It says one of the most unforgettable moments on the show was when he got into a disagreement with Hannah Brown about doing it before marriage. Meanwhile, a new season of The Bachelorette just kicked off. Anybody watch the new season? Yeah. How was it? That's all right. It's about to get crazy, though, because I kind of know what happens. So Yeah, she leaves the show. Well, okay, yes. That's known, though. I know, but how crazy is that, that they started the season, <laughs> and they had to stop filming because of corona, and she kept talking to one of the dudes that she originally met, and so they were like, uh, we got to find a new girl. And it's known there's a new girl takes over in the middle. We even know yes. who the new girl is. They've yes. done some press for it already. Who told you that? Luke? No, Luke, this, this dude, oh. Luke Parker, Luke Parker, <laughs> he was on the show last he week. The <laughs> who told? Who, does that just get out? And, uh, yeah. they, they, oh, I think okay. they announced it. They did uh, announce it. So they, they announced who find, the other girl is too. They had to go find new dudes and everything. So and, even like Granger Smith's brother. I think he's still in, huh? Does he stay? Yeah, in? I think oh. what happens is they they had original guys that were with this girl Claire, and then she met this dude, and when they started to refilm, they had to bring new dudes in, and they brought that guy back, and she was like, I still like this guy. Like, uh-oh, uh, bring this other girl in. You guys, you thought you were coming here for Claire, but you got this girl now. I mean, it's going to be crazy. Woo! Like when they say the most dramatic, <laughs> dramatic rose, rose ceremony, ceremony yet. Ever. It is. is it. Finally, because she yeah. just leaves. Uh. All right, that's your big story. Thank you. Bobby's Big Story. In a sec- uh, second, we're going to do Spill the Tea, where someone on the show is going to rat on somebody else. This is has in someone's personal life. Oh, great. Like someone on the show has come on and is going to tell on someone for something they're doing that they haven't talked about on the show. Not only that, we have a caller that wants to talk about it too, who knows? Oh. Which is weird. Hey, Ray, turn Aaron and Virginia up, West Virginia up real quick. Hey, Aaron, I don't want you to say what it is quite yet, but you're calling for the exact segment that we're about to do. So can you hang on for a few minutes? Yeah, I figured Eddie would bring it up. Oh, oh uh, hey. Hey. That's messed up. That's messed up, man. Oh. Okay. He, he may have a different one, though, right? No. no it's no, the same. It's it's the same. Oh, boy. Yeah, Eddie's the rat. We'll be honest. Dang it. Okay. Aaron, stay on the phone, okay? We want you to uh, talk about this, too. Okay. Call us if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. 877-77-BOBBY. On Four Things with Amy Brown today, singer-songwriter Matthew West is on. Um, Amy and Matthew chat about family, his song, Truth Be Told, and he breaks down the four things that he's grateful for. So check that podcast out, Four Things with Amy Brown. Super. He's so inspiring. Let's spill the tea. Let's spill the tea. Hey, Andrew, uh, Aaron in West Virginia, go ahead and tell everybody what you called about. Well, I was listening to the Thor Losers podcast yesterday, and they were talking about voting, having your licenses and stuff, and... Eddie was just asking Lunchbox about his driver's license, but Lunchbox accidentally told on himself about still having his Texas plate from eight years ago on his car. Which is what Eddie messaged me about last night. That's it. Oh, man. Eight years, dude. You know, usually people slip about a year, but we moved here eight years ago, and he still has his same plates, which you can't register in a new state. So that means he's been riding dirty for eight years. Well, riding dirty means carrying drugs. Whatever. 
illegally. Okay. So, how expired are your plates and uh, tags? Well, yeah, my inspection and registration on my window are from 2013. And no one's pulled you over? <laughs> I, I did get pulled over one time about a year and a half ago, and I told the dude, oh, yeah, man, car hadn't been running, just, you know, working out the things, putting the catalytic converter in there, you know? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I was, thinking, I was just making up terms, Amy. And he gave me a ticket anyway, so I had to pay the ticket, and I still got my... Do you have any intention to... No, I, it's part of not letting go where I came from. What? Sticking with my roots. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to change. I don't want people to think I'm some different just because I'm a huge celebrity now. I know where I came from. I'd like to give our address to the radio station <laughs> so the cops can come on up here and ticket his car and then wait for him outside. Andrew, or excuse me, Aaron, what should happen on Lunchbox here? Uh, can you vote? Yeah, oh, I have a I, I have know. a driver's license here. Okay. I just don't have my car okay. set up here. Aaron, what would you say happens? I'm not sure. The law might take care of that for you. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave here today, probably around <laughs> noon. What's wrong with you guys? Noon. Like, why? Man, Be looking for an Altima. <laughs> 05 Altima. 05 Altima. 204,000 miles. Yeah. All right. Aaron, thank you for that call. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Have see you later. Day. Let's go to James in Florida, who is on the phone. Hey, James, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Hey, good morning, Bobby and morning. crew. How y'all doing? We're doing pretty good. What can I do for you? Hey, I was listening to your segment earlier. Y'all were talking about the wedding that's going on. Um, and Amy made a comment that her wedding, um, I guess from the time she met her husband, the time they got married was very short. And um, I just wanted to make a statement or a comment that when I my wife, we were married in six weeks. Oh, how quickly were you married? Well, he proposed in October and got married in December. We... We had eight weeks to plan the wedding. So about the same as this guy. Yeah. But I mean, we is had been dating a little bit. Is it weird that you didn't really bit. know them? Both of you two. Well, I, 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 so I don't weird. know. Is, he, is that you proposed six weeks or you met her six weeks before y'all got married? May and we were married on the 4th of July. So you oh, met, met, you in, met May. in May. Wow. You got married in July. Did you feel like you knew her or you just thought this was a good investment and you needed to get in early? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew her. Yeah, you? I knew her real well. You knew her real well. Now Amy's questioning him. <laughs> Amy was on the same team with him for a while. She's like, "Yeah, you know, sometimes you find love." <laughs> well, like Amy, you knew your husband for a while. Yeah, I had known him since I was a kid. Yeah. Come on, you yeah. had you'd been out of contact for twenty no, years. No, that Bobby, you are so you, exaggerating she was like, I right knew now. Him when we were eight. He, I did. I was friends with his family. Our parents were friends. My sister is married to his best friend. We. No, it, 20 years, that's a stretch. I probably hadn't seen him since he joined the Air Force and had, was overseas for about five years. But that's 20 years is a stretch. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's. I feel like everybody has different stories. Some people get married in four weeks and they stay married 50 years. Some people get married in four weeks and divorce the next day. I bet you if you looked at the ratios, though, <laughs> yeah, those that more. jumped in probably didn't have as good of a rate. But good for you, James. It's awesome, man. How long have you been married now? 34 years. Look what at that. Up? Wow. That's a big deal. Shout That's out. awesome, man. Congratulations on that. Well, I appreciate that call, James. Have a great day. Hey, you too. Thank you. Bye. All right, here's Denise from Iowa that left a voicemail last night. Morning, studio. I was just calling to find out, hey, Bobby, what's way better, getting engaged or the hole-in-one? So yesterday, Eddie and I played golf, and we were on a par three, and I've never had a hole-in-one in my life before. You got a hole-in-one? And so I hit. What? And we saw it tracking right at the hole. The ball was going right to the hole. 
And we're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it landed and then rolled off about two feet, uh-huh. two or three feet to the left. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I almost went in. And so I said, record this one. So then you're never going to believe this. I get up again a second time, hit it, boom. Eddie, same line, right? Same line. Same line. Identical. When we're recording it, and how often do you record it? And it lands, boom, and rolls about three feet, four feet to the left again. So, But we faked it. We started jumping around oh, like, yeah. We are like, this time we're going to fake it. Yeah. <laughs> and for a second, though, I was like, oh, my gosh, what that goes in. Luckily for me, I had two great shots. Uh-huh. However, it wasn't real. No. Oh. We were faking it. Hey, anyway. hey, thanks. I didn't know you were going to say it was real or not. Good job, because really there's no proof. There's no and proof. we didn't even you say could. hole in one. We no, just started we jumping around going, jackpot! <laughs> That's true. It's on my TikTok. My TikTok's <laughs> Mr. Bobby Bones. I guess it's on my Instagram story, too, Mr. Bobby Bones. But, yeah, there really wasn't a hole in one. Oh, and people sucks. would send me messages. Like, Scotty McCurry hit me last night. <laughs> he did? Yeah. So he, Because he's a golfer. <laughs> and I don't think I lied to anybody. But sometimes I'll strategically use my words. So that it's not a lie. Yeah. yeah. Technically. Let me see what I said to Scotty. So Scotty hit me last night. He goes, you really make it? I said, landed a few feet away. Premature. <laughs> Premature celebration. Premature. <laughs> <laughs> we jumped up and down for two seconds. Yeah, check it out. Mr. Bobby Bones. Let's go to voicemail number two. Here you go. Hey, Bobby. Me and my daughter are big, big fans of your show. She's nine, and she just had a trip to the eye doctor and found out that her left eye, she's got a lazy left eye, and she also is really bad farsighted. And so she's going to have to wear glasses all the time. And she's kind of bummed out and really upset. But I told her that Bobby Bones, one of her favorite guys, wears glasses. And if you could give her a shout out to make her feel better, that would be great. Her name's Emma. Not only do I wear glasses, Emma, I have a lazy left eye too. It doesn't work. It gets 8% vision. Now, I'm lucky that it's not lazy and that it moves. It's right on line with my other eye. Because I know some folks who weren't that lucky and their eye works a little differently. But didn't you have to wear a patch to straighten that up too? As a young kid, I wore a patch for a bit, but I kept getting beat up because kids called me a pirate. And so they beat me up on the school bus. And so finally I was like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing it. Because when you're young, they can patch your good eye and Mm -hmm. make your bad eye work. But now that I'm older, it is what it is. So I love my glasses. I wish that I didn't have to wear them. At least I did for a long time. But now, glasses are cool because most people try to find fake glasses because they're like, man, I wonder what I look like in glasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you want, I've just now got one contact for my good eye, my my right eye. Sometimes I wear it. But most times I'm like, you know what? I kind of like wearing glasses. So, Emma, good for you. I'm pumped you get to wear glasses. You know all the styles you get to wear? You can. For me, I don't have that pretty of a face, so I have glasses to kind of protect that. You can do the opposite. Emma. It'll be awesome. You're going to love the glasses. I love my glasses. All right. Do I have one more? Let me do number four, voicemail number four. Cody from New Mexico. Hey, good morning, studio. Can Bobby and Eddie bring back Bobby and Eddie's music school? That's just a question. If you go to the latest Bobby cast, there is one. Eddie and I do one on that. The Bobby cast is a podcast that we do music related. Also on tomorrow's, Lee Greenwood is on. You know, God bless the USA. And we talk about that. I was like, hey, that song's been massive for 40 years. Uh, This is me talking to Lee Greenwood about how 
It was never supposed to even be a single. Here you go. When I wrote God Bless USA, it was for our fourth album project, You Got a Good Love Coming. But Universal made the call to have God Bless USA be released as a single. It was never intended to do that. However, after its release in 83 and 84, it, it was embraced by the public. It was embraced as a career song for me, but, but not for quite a few years. Listen to that conversation because as I was talking to him, I was like, this is the craziest story. The song, we love it. We know it. It's an anthem for us. It's like the Junior Varsity National Anthem. Yeah. He wrote it by himself on the back of a bus. Didn't even finish it. Never expected it to be a single. Ends up winning CMA Song of the Year. And you know he had eight number ones in the 80s? <laughs> really? Eight. I thought he had that song. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> he has eight number ones. Listen, Legary One on tomorrow's Bobby Cast. Thank you, guys. Tomorrow, Jason Aldean will be on the show. When you get a haircut, do you like your barber stylist to be chatty or no? It depends on the day, and mine goes with the flow. I bring it up because I have the perfect stylist. She knows I'm not big on talking. After I leave this show, I only got a lot to say. <laughs> and we can sit there in quiet, and I think she enjoys the quiet too. Because think about how hard it is to have to be a barber or a stylist and to always have to bring up conversation. Yeah. You're just trying to avoid the awkwardness. And she nails it when it's time, but I sit down and I'm like, you good? Because I've been going there for five, six years now. Maybe longer than that. And it's just perfect. And I was thinking about that because I just got a haircut. And I was like, I wonder if they like it chatty or not. Because I like nothing. <laughs> I like to sit there and just listen to the sounds of the room. So I'm going 0% talk. You? I, I would say, yeah, go with the flow. Feel them out. It's okay if you want to talk a little bit, but if you're not getting the conversation back, yeah, give them a break. I normally use that time to work and I have my computer out, but sometimes I'll shut it and we'll talk. Well, and two, they have their go-tos. Hey, you've seen a movie lately? Yeah. Totally, <laughs> yes. Hey, what you watching on TV? They say it's part of their job. I agree, and it's, like a, a, it's an annoying part of their job they have to do. I'm not saying really, I'm annoyed by it. Mm. They, uh, or they got into that because they're a really good people person. That's but but that's too. okay, but you don't always want to do that. Yeah. Even the most people of people persons don't have to talk to every single person that comes in. Yeah. And I'm no joy to talk to. Because I'm just like, ah, I woke up at three this morning. <laughs> uh, I got to go to bed at eight tonight. Uh, a little off the side. You know? Yeah. yeah. Chad, you know, Eddie? Come on, man. You know me 100%. Yeah, you're I mean, me and my boy Ash, we talk about everything. He just got his uh, real estate license. He's about to start selling houses while cutting here, too. We talk all the time about everything. I bet you it's a bit like a, a bartender. Yeah. Has to listen to problems. Like, really gets a lot more than they should. <laughs> and I know. that that job probably deserves. I wonder sometimes if there's, you know, client haircutter privileges. There is not. <laughs> they can't. I'm sure they get told a lot of stuff. Lunchbox? I mean, I don't want talking. It's just, I don't go to the same person every time, so it's the same conversation every time. Oh, so what do you do? Do you have a family? Oh, you watch anything on TV? Cool. Next person. Next time I go. So you got a family? What do you do for the... It's the what same. do you do when someone says that? I just tell them I'm in the public eye. That's your so, response. Wait, so if I'm cutting your hair and I'm... Hey, man. You got real mange up here, but hey, what do you do for a living? Uh, you know, I'm in the public eye, you know. I, I mean, a lot That's, of people. And then they have to follow up. And then sure. like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I'm just on the biggest country radio show in the nation. Oh, really? What's it? Yeah, we're on like 150 stations around the country and Canada. And we're called the Bobby Bones Show. Oh, cool. I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah, man. You know, I'm Lunchbox on the show. Big deal. 
if you ever have to tell anyone you're a big deal. After he said, cool, man, I'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he's never heard of it or listened to it. Uh, yeah, so that's what I tell him. And it's just like, all right, cool. Larry in Louisiana, you're on the show. What's going on? What's going on, buddy? You are on the air. All right, cool, man. No, I'll, I just called uh, in reference to that guy with the uh, license plate. Uh, I got a phone call from my company one day. They said, talk your truck. Your license is suspended. Turns out I owed DMV $3,500 for not turning in my license plate. Lunchbox, are you going to get in trouble? Whoa. Nah. You've had your license for license plate for eight years. You're over eight years. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm going to get in trouble. I didn't know that it was illegal to do that. I mean, what I know. What are you talking about? I know it's illegal not to re- renew it like you get fined because I did get a ticket, but I don't think I'm going to owe $3,000. Can we get the Attorney General of Tennessee on <laughs> for everything now? We find an Attorney General of Tennessee. Uh, first, it was Gucci's $1,200 grass-stained jeans. Remember those? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's Ralph Lauren selling a pair of paint-splattered coveralls nice. for $800. So Here's how they described on the website. Made from Japanese cotton satin. With the reverse side facing out, utility pockets all over paint splatters. Ooh. Wouldn't it be cheaper to go to Walmart and just get paint? Exactly. And... Yes. Right. Oh, this is ridiculous. I wonder what the fat. I'm gonna wonder what it's made of though. Japanese silk or something. And we wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> exactly. You could give me a Hanes T-shirt, cut the tag <laughs> off, and say this is Japanese silk, and I'd be like, Ooh, yeah, nice. never felt this before. This is amazing. Uh, call us if you want eight seven seven. 77 Bobby. Nick, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Nick, how are you, my friend? In Knoxville, Tennessee. Nick, you're on. Hey, uh, so I just need some advice. All right. If you guys have time. Sure. Uh, so I, my ex-girlfriend now, I just broke up with her like last weekend. But for her birthday, I bought us uh, Chris Stapleton and George Strait tickets for next August. Okay. Uh, so I just need an unbiased opinion. Uh, her friends say that, you know, lack of a better term, I'm a, I'm a bad guy for taking those tickets. And my friends are like, no, dude, you did the right thing. So you bought her tickets to see Stapleton and George Strait. They weren't playing together, right? They were separate, separate shows? No, they're playing together. They were like $600. Holy Whoa. crap. Wow, Whoa. I want to go. They're Take playing back. together. Take I back. want them. Yeah. Yeah. Take us. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you bought them tickets to see Stapleton and George Strait, and you took them back from her, and she thinks she should have kept them, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. You're going to hate to hear this, but you give somebody a gift, it's their gift. The end. Oh! But it wasn't it for you guys? But It doesn't. But if you got them for her birthday. Oh. Listen, Nick, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, and sometimes mm. as a judge, you have to give decisions based on the opposite of what your heart feels. You gave it a gift. I don't care if the gift was a uh, paper airplane or $600 tickets to an f- awesome concert. Mm. Question. What? If you propose to someone and they say yes and then you break off the engagement and break up, does she give the ring back? Yeah. But that was a gift. Well, I guess it depends on who cheated. Nobody said. I didn't say anybody cheated. <laughs> oh, for sure. Let's <laughs> be honest. For sure somebody <laughs> cheated. <Yep>. Okay. <laughs> you already assumed. <laughs> so What? <laughs> I would say that's not a, as much. It's a gift sum, but it's also a binding. It's like a contractual oh. statement. Right. It's a unity. It's both of yeah. you together. I say that's different it than is, concert okay, tickets. Just curious. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that is 
uh, situational based on what happened with the engagement. It, let's say, I mean, you get engaged and I cheat on you and you have a, a nice fancy ring. You don't Keeping give that it. crap back yeah. to me. I just screwed you over. Yeah. However, we get together. We break up for mutual reasons. You probably give it back. Just, yeah. Why would I want to keep it? And if you cheated on me, let's say you cheated on me with Eddie. First of all, I'll be like, what are you doing for with sure. Eddie? Yeah. Wow. That would, would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. I'll be like, give me the ring back. Okay. Yeah. Got it. However, it Nick, I hate to tell you this, Sorry, bro, Eddie. but that's a gift. And you just should oh. just suck it up. Be like, I messed up. I learned a lesson from this and move on. So what do you think about it? Well, I already took him back. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nick. You made the right decision. No. There's no chance you give her those tickets. You take it back and run. Oh, okay. I'm just telling you I wouldn't have taken it back. I think you were wrong for taking it back. But now that you got it, I'll go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Nick. How you feel about that? Two more. What? I also bought two more for my best friend and his wife for their anniversary. What job do you have where you can afford these side. tickets? He's loaded. We're burying the headline here. How are you so rich? What are you doing, Nick? Well, I was in the Marine Corps, and I got uh, medically discharged, and so I get a pretty good pension from that, but I'm also a truck driver. Nice. Well, first of so. all, appreciate you serving. Second of all, hey, I could use some tickets. <laughs> You're just passing them out like candy. <laughs> this is the end of my advice here. You, sh- She should have the tickets. You gave them to her as a gift. If you're taking it back, listen, you may not want to be, be around her anymore. You just keep them at this point. But if, someone, if it's a gift, it's a gift. So, uh, all right, Nick. Appreciate that, buddy. I say you are in the wrong. Thanks, guys. All right, bye. Uh, one more call. Laura in Oklahoma City. You are on the Bobby Bone Show. Laura, what's going on? Hi. Um, I cut hair downtown Oklahoma City, and it is. I was taught, or I was listening to you guys, and you're saying, you know, hairstylists have the hardest job because they have to talk all day. Well, it's a lot like you guys. When I get in my car, I'm like, I just need it nice and quiet. I've been making small talk. I've asked. You know, 20 or 30 people today, what their plans for the weekend are. Because like, <laughs> funny. I, at the beginning of the week, I have like five questions that I ask. And at the end of the week, I have another five. What you is know, your what, go-to? What you if you were to go in oh. today to work, what would be your go-to questions? I'm actually walking in to work. That's why I'm out of breath a little bit. Um, So my go-to is. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was, hey, what did you do last weekend? How was your weekend? And then, when, like, Wednesday afternoon after lunch, so Thursday, Friday, it's, what you got planned for the week? <laughs> <laughs> At noon, it flips. <laughs> That's funny. It changes, yeah. But I will say it's definitely one of those things that if somebody tells me something, you can't tell the next person what the last person said. Do you go home, like, though, and tell your husband? confidentiality. Eh. Oh, yeah. You do? Okay. All oh, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like even, don't doctors, like, they don't use names, but you maybe you don't use names even with haircutting if you go home and tell your family. You just say, you I had a like client. haircutting like there's some oath you take. <laughs> yeah, because. No, you, you can share. If I'm volunteering it, you might as well share it. With a doctor, it's different because you're talking about medical. Well, there's HIPAA and yeah. all the things, but I still feel like if they don't say the name, they could go home and say, oh, I had this case today that da, 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 da. Well, and if you're opening up that much to your hairdresser you've got issues like, like just telling him everything yeah, I so murdered someone have you ever been put in an uncomfortable position where has someone, someone ever cried someone's like I killed a man he's buried behind no the, one knows the golden you. corral you're the only one that knows like oh, that's not right I have nobody else to talk to alright Laura thank you for the call we appreciate you hope you have a good day today in Oklahoma City Thank you. All right, see you later. 
okay. Call us if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. Appreciate you guys. Here's a voicemail we got late last night. What is up, Bobby? I am like your biggest fan. Can I have one thing? I ask one thing. I'm like Raymundo's biggest fan as well. Can I get a yeah for Raymundo? Yeah, I want go. like the biggest yeah I can get out of Raymundo. Go ahead, Thank Ray. you. Yeah! Oh, oh, wow. oh, wow, 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 wow. I think <laughs> oh, he pulled something. Oh, 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 you I'll, okay, I'll Ray? Which muscle was injured there? Yeah. Oh, that was bad, man. That was a little too early. All right, here is Jerry that <laughs> called last night. Hi, Bobby and Gain. Just called to say hi, and I listen to you every morning. I am a dialysis patient, so I go three days a week. Been dealing with kidney disease for the last three and a half years. So you guys brought me so much joy listening to you every morning. Thank you, Bobby. I appreciate that. Good luck with your fight, too. And we're very uh, thankful that you'll hang out with us in the morning and we can bring you a little something to, to laugh at or to care about. All right, that's it for today. Amy, what's going on with you? Um, just picking the kids. Uh, Stevenson's, they, they're on fall break, but I got to go pick him up from the school because he went to a little day camp there. So I'll leave here and go get him. And then, I don't know, figure out what we'll do for the rest of the day. Maybe practice basketball, I think he wants to do. What about you? I got to stock the bus. We have a, we're taking the tour bus to Batesville, Arkansas, because we're shooting there this weekend. Mm. And so we're going to go to Batesville, and it's seven hours, so no need to fly. Why don't I just take the bus? I don't want to fly. If I don't have to fly, I don't want to fly. And also, it's not that bad. Bus is pretty okay. Daytime trips stink, though, because you're just awake the whole time. Mm. Most tour buses, when you're, as an artist, we would tour, we leave at like 11 o'clock p.m., and you go right on, you go to sleep. So then six, seven hours go by, and you wake up, and you've pretty much gotten to your place. But when you're just awake the whole time, <laughs> it stinks a little bit. Yeah. But it'll be all right. But I got to get the tour bus stock going. Probably get a little run in today. I'm pretty sore, though. Tomorrow on the show, Jason Aldean will be on. He'll be in studio. We'll see you guys then. Bye, guys. Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones Show.